We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night. This is a house of learning doctors. Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Lou Dork. You're listening to The Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to The Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Coming to you live Wednesday night, August 4th. From my back porch, I don't know where Kamiar is at. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Joining me, my good friend and pick and roll partner, Kamiar Morabian. I would also be on my back porch, but my neighbors have decided to weed whack their entire backyard at 8 p.m. at night. So, so you don't constantly hear a sound. I am just chilling in the den right next to the back deck, but. I'm just chilling, you know. I uh, I really appreciate your impersonation of the weed whacker. What's, That's what's your impersonation of the weed whacker? How does your weed whacker sound? Uh, Make the noise. <laughs> Probably something like that. <laughs> Man, I, need uh, some oil. I need some oil. Put some oil on that thing. <laughs> uh, we are coming to you guys live from the Spotify green room. If you have not already downloaded the Green Room app, we would highly encourage you to do so and come hang out with us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday nights as we talk Thunder and NBA basketball. If you're, so if you are joining us on Green Room tonight, thank you so much. We, uh, we have a full room tonight with people uh, popping off in the chat already, so we love to see that. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this, thank you. Please go drop a five-star rating while you listen. It would mean the world to us. Come here before we dive into some free agency for the NBA. A few announcements to make. First one on Friday, August 13th. That's uh, about nine days away from right now. The Oklahoma City Thunder will be at Summer League. And that night on Friday, August 13th at 6 p.m. Central Time, they play the Golden State Warriors. And the Uncontested is hosting a watch party at Prairie Tap House 
in downtown Oklahoma City. They will have the game on. We're going to be hanging out watching. We'd like to invite all of our followers to come and join us. This will be our first ever live event for the Uncontested, and we are super excited. We'd love for you guys to show out. The kicker, the best part, we're going to buy you a beer if you come out. First 50 people in the door for the Uncontested Hang out to the uncontested um, live event. We're going to have a ticket for you. We're going to give you a ticket. And then you can take that ticket up to the bar and cash it in for a free beer. First 50 people in the door will get one of those tickets. It's on a Friday night at 6 p.m. So you get off work. Come hang out with us. You can bring food into the Prairie Tap House. So grab you some food on the way. Stop by. Come in. Hang out with us for a while. Talk basketball. We'll be watching Josh Giddy. Trey Mann, Teo Maladone, Jerry Robinson Earl all take the Summer League stage. And we're going to buy you a beer for coming and hanging out with us. So please come join us again. That is Friday, August 13th, 6 p.m. at the Prairie, Prairie Tap House in downtown OKC. Also, for all of Summer League, make sure you're tuned into all the uncontested social media channels as our co hosts, Justin and Nick, are headed out to Vegas to cover Summer League for us. They're going to have tons of content, great podcast, pictures, videos, interviews, you name it, they've got it. So make sure to follow them and follow The Uncontested on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on, on Instagram to find all of that content as well. It's going to be freaking awesome. I'm so excited for them and low-key jealous that I'm not going to be in Vegas with them. So with all of that said, Kamiar, let's dive into free agency. Today is day three of the NBA free agency, I guess technically day three, but we're just a little past 48 total hours of free agency being live so far. Is that right? That feels right. Yeah. Cause it's Wednesday. It feels like it's been a lot more than 48 hours. Let's talk first, the biggest thing for the thunder in free agency, which is right as the buzzer sounded and they were able to do so the thunder haven't technically announced it, but Woj dropped the bomb. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, five-year maximum contract extension with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kamya, were you expecting the extension to hit that quickly, and were you expecting it to be a max? I was expecting it to be a max. I was expecting it – I was actually expecting it to maybe even hit that evening. I was like, you know what? I bet they're trying to get this deal done as fast as possible, similar to – the Russell Westbrook situation, uh, when OKC knows what they have, they run with it. Um, despite what other people were saying, some you might say are fishing for headlines uh, that would suggest Boo. that Boo. some would say that half the, NBA, half the NBA, you know, by 13 NBA executives said Shea's available. No, sorry, nobody's taking the bait. But uh, or OKC fans weren't taking the bait. Every other fan base was taking the bait. Uh, but no, I wasn't surprised. Glad for Shea. Happy for him. Uh, he's a cornerstone of the franchise going forward. Very excited for the. Yeah, um, super exciting stuff. I think we we kind of expected this one to come through the pipelines pretty quickly. Um, a few interesting little tidbits on that contract extension for Shea Kamiar. Uh, there are no early opt-outs there, there's not a team option or a player option on year five i figured shea would have got the player option got all the bells and whistles there is a trade kicker but there is no early opt-out so shea is firmly under contract with the thunder for the next six seasons 
Uh, and there is what they call elevator language in this contract. Uh, a lot of people probably noticed that Trey Young's contract for five years was longer than Shea Gilgis Alexander's. That's because Trey Young met the criteria to get a supermax. Uh, Shea has not met that criteria yet. If he does, uh, I think in the first few years of that contract, um, that contract will get bumped up to the same level as Trey Young's contract. So there's language in there that will bump up Shea's total earning power uh, if he reaches those thresholds. Uh, but the big thing, there's no opt-outs. There's no um, player option. There's no team option. And Shea is under contract for six more seasons, which crazy enough, even if Shea plays all six seasons in Oklahoma City and then decides to move on afterwards, the Thunder will still be collecting Los Angeles Clippers picks at that time. That's fun. I mean, he likes he likes elevators. You don't take the stairs. I'll tell you that for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's exciting uh, to know that you realistically, like Sam Presti, has always wanted to get young players because you they have controllable contracts. You can control the free agency, especially uh, offering qualifying offers and having a chance to match restricted. Uh, restricted uh, players as they do with Ennis Cantor. And so I'm just excited what he can do. And he was super underrated last year just because everybody knew OKC was blowing it up and nobody watched him. So you have a bunch of casuals saying that he's not that great, even though what we all saw was that he's actually very, very good and very valuable. Um, so I think it's really interesting and I'm very excited to see what they do. Uh, I think they will end up tanking again this year, which sucks because, you know, it's fun to win games. Uh, but we'll see what happens maybe after this year. Definitely. And I think a tank this year is going to look very different, Kamiar, whereas last year... You mean they're not going to the win deadline, like 25 games and then win no games except the last one? Exactly. I think this is going to be a competitive tank where it's going to be playing a lot of young guys um, who just aren't quite good enough yet to win. Whereas last year, obviously, they just set all the vets. Um, you know, I, I fully expect guys like Josh Giddy to start. Um, I think Poku could start. Uh, and starting a rookie and a second-year guy who weighs as much as my left leg probably just isn't enough to win a ton of games in the NBA. Now, I don't think the Thunder are going to be like bottom three in the league, like best odds to get the number one overall pick. But I also don't think they're competing for a play-in spot either. I think they probably end up, um, you know, I don't know, like sixth, seventh worst team in the league. Uh, but it's a chance for those young guys to develop. And, and that's, that's the big thing. That's what they're looking for. So next thing that happened in free agency for Oklahoma City. Actually, not next. It was the first thing that happened for them. Um, Mike Muscala. Signs to come back to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Two years, $7 million. Uh, any feelings on this signing, bringing back Mike Muscala? Mike likes OKC, and I like Mike. I want to be like Mike, right? That's the <laughs> that's what those Gatorade ads said back then. I, I like it just because he's a veteran presence in the room. He's a nice guy. He actually likes OKC, which is interesting because – Typically, you don't find guys that like cry at their pressers saying how much they like OKC. And so, hey, man, if he's bought into the Thunder culture and is, he's a he is a a not a pioneer, a ambassador of Thunder culture, then cool, awesome, great. 
I remember how much the Lakers fans were telling us that OKC fans were going to hate Mike Muscala, and the next thing you know, he's bombing like everything from three, and he's just a really nice guy, even though his dad says some things on the internet sometimes. Uh, but I, 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 I like it. I mean, is it flashy? No. Is it what we expected? Maybe. Um, do, do I think it's a good thing for him and the Thunder? Yeah. He's like Nick Collison without all the years. Yeah, that's kind of – I think a lot of people have kind of comped him to Nick Collison. Uh, like you mentioned, he's just an ambassador of the culture. He's a great spokesman for the, for the team. And uh, I, I think they love having him around for the type of guy he is, right? He's not going to be ever going to be an all-star. He's not ever going to be a starter on a good basketball team. But he's, he's just a guy that, that – he's that veteran – he helps set the culture. He helps bring in the new guys and get them acclimated to OKC. Um, he's kind of, like you said, in that tier of Nick Collison, where he's ascended a little bit above being just a player, but he's not a coach either. Uh, he's kind of in that middle tier that uh, I think they love to to have on this roster and, and in this front office. And so yeah, it made a lot of sense to me for them to bring him back. One guy they didn't bring back, Kamiar, Tony Bradley, to Chicago on a two-year veteran minimum contract. Are you surprised that they didn't bring Tony back on a minimum? I, I think this has to do with all what Tony Bradley wanted. I mean, he, the dude didn't seem excited to be here. If you watched this presser at the end of the year, he didn't seem very excited about being in OKC in general. His body language on the court just suggested he probably won't be here next year. And uh, so I'm, I'm fine either way. I, I it, This is going to be a tanking team. He's not going to play substantial minutes regardless. And those minutes that he does play probably wouldn't have mattered. So I don't really care. For- yeah, it's not a big deal to me either. Um, I mean, they pulled his qualifying offer, which I think told us everything we needed to know already. Uh, going to the Bulls is a good opportunity for him to play some backup center uh, on a winning basketball team. Uh, and I think the Thunder got their chance to look at him last year and decided, yeah, we're good. We can live without him. They still collected two second-round picks in that George Hill trade. Uh, the, the Philadelphia 76ers gave up two second-round picks for two months of George Hill. So whatever with that. Uh, the Thunder got their assets and, and are happy to move on. Uh, the only thing that's interesting with that one for me, Kamiar, is that the Thunder are very limited in the bigs that they do have. Uh, so from a roster-building standpoint, I was curious if they were, would look to bring Tony Bradley back. Um, but yeah, there's there's nothing to this. It's not like Tony Bradley was was raising your basketball team up a tier and, and moving you into contention, right? Like he's... He's just a meh player, and, and it's, he's, it's he's a res- nothing he's a reserve exciting. Big. He's a reserve yeah. big, and that's, that's it. Exactly. Now, maybe the biggest thing that's happened in free agency for Oklahoma City, uh, this morning, the Woj bomb comes out that the Thunder have agreed to a buyout with Kemba Walker, uh, buying him out, and Kemba then promptly signing with his hometown New York Knicks. There's we talked about this for a while, but there's just something to Kemba and the garden, Madison Square Garden, that is just made for each other. We had spent a lot of time talking Kemba trades. Where could he go? What could they get? Seems like that trade market dried up pretty quick. 
and the best option for both parties was a buyout. Um, Tomer, first, before we dive into the specifics of the buyout uh, and what that maybe means for the cap sheet and, and give a quick breakdown of what the buyout actually does, uh, were you surprised that a buyout came and they didn't hang on to him to trade him? Uh, or w- was this something you were expecting? I thought they would have gotten something for the actual player, considering on draft night they said, oh, there are several teams inquiring about Kemba. Walk- uh, Kemba. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. So that means future down the road, okay, so you'll get an asset for him. Maybe it's some picks. Maybe it's a younger player. Who knows? So when we were actually talking about it in the Slack this morning, like, oh, I wonder where Kemba's going to go, where he could go. And the next thing you know, we got the wash bomb. And I was like, oh, well, he's going to the Knicks, and uh, we got him for used cap space. That's fun. And despite, like, you know, the picks that you could say, okay, see, so got for 16 and whatever, all that grand stuff. Uh, but I was surprised. Uh, yeah, I did not expect a buyout, um, at least this early. I thought if a buyout was going to happen, it happened closer to the start of the season. I thought they would try to exhaust all options uh, before buying him out uh, for the trade market. So the timing of this, uh, at the time they bought him out, we were, what, like 40 hours into free agency. The timing of that was very interesting to me. Um there was maybe some teams that you could still try to make a Kemba trade with. Uh, I'm sure the Thunder made those phone calls, exhausted all those options, and nothing came to fruition. But still, the timing is interesting to me. I figured you would have held on to him for a while and tried to see if any team would budge before you ended up just buying him out. Um, But they didn't. And I I don't know if that portends something coming down the line uh, because they bought him out, opening up a roster spot, whatever. Uh, but the timing to me was interesting. Like if you would have told me they bought him out uh, mid, not even mid-September, early September, I would have been like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like whatever. But buying him out less than two days into free agency, I thought just the timing was interesting. No, no, I agree. I, 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 thought it was, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Even more so surprised. In free agency, I know we're not to the around the association part yet, but Rudy Gay going to the Jazz, I thought was pretty interesting in, in itself. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So Kemba goes home. So to, to those of us, those of you listening live or listening to the podcast version, uh, I've got a lot of questions today about how this buyout actually works as far as OKC's cap space. So I want to take just a quick 30 seconds to explain that. That way everyone's on the same page. What happens here? is the Thunder are going to pay Kemba Walker's contract like normal. They'll pay him this year, and they'll pay him next year, uh, and and that will count towards their cap space. Uh, what they did is just basically they just cut him and let him go, but they're still going to pay the contract. Now, the two sides... Got to meet sides, that cap floor. Got to meet yeah, that cap. Exactly. The, the two sides, though, have negotiated the buyout, so Kemba took less than what than what he was fully owed, uh, we don't know what that number is, and, and we'll have to wait for it to leak out. My assumption, Kamiar, is that – so word is he has signed with the New York Knicks for somewhere between 8 to $10 million a season. Whatever that number is, that's what I assume 
he left on the table in a buyout. So if he was owed $39 million this next season from the Thunder, uh, but he signed an $8 million contract with the Knicks, then I assume the, the buyout number was $31 million. That way he's making the same amount of money, just the paychecks are coming from two different places, uh, and it saves the Thunder a little bit of money, and it lets Kemba go wherever he wants to go. That's what my assumption is. Um, but it could be more. It could be less. I'm... I think it's so interesting that <laughs> you get a player like Kimball Walker and instead of flipping him for something for a young player or maybe you might have to attach another young player like a Baisley to get something legitimate, who knows? Because Kimball Walker, he's not washed. It's not like he's a bad player. He'll be a good point guard if he can stay healthy. And he can make, you know, he can get buckets and he's like kind of like Kyrie Light. He's a little bit smaller. Uh, but to not get really anything for him, especially players or assets, and to buy him out in comparison to how many years ago when you had OKC media personality saying OKC should buy out Mello and they got Schroeder, which got you other things, it's just really interesting. Yeah, and I mean, we have the history of Sam Presti flipping every asset he can get, and there was no flip here. And so it kind of goes against our expectation of what they've done in the past, right? We're, we're working on uh, predicting what this team will do by looking at what they've always done. And all Sam Presti has done is flip assets and flip assets. I mean, if you look at the, the thread of this asset, it was matching Ennis Cantor's contract from the Portland Trailblazers, which then got traded into Carmelo, which then got traded into Dennis Schroeder, which then got traded into Danny Green, which then got traded into Al Horford, which then got traded into Kemba Walker. So they've always flipped that asset every time they've got something new and they've picked up things with those players, right? Picks and, and the like. And so it's just interesting that now is the spot where they just cut their losses. Um, it just doesn't match what they've done in the past. So it's, it's fascinating. Um, if Kemba did agree to uh, leave like $8 million on the table for OKC, that would put the Thunder right now at about, I think, $36 million in cap space. And technically, it's not cap space because it's tied up in trade exceptions right now. But one of those trade exceptions expires Friday night. The other one expires, I think, Monday night. So those are coming, coming to a head here pretty soon. Um, but yeah, interesting and a surprising move. I think something that neither of us or anybody on this podcast expected uh, coming into today, a buyout. And Gomier, we have been talking a lot about possible Kemba trades. You know, Could they flip Kemba and a pick for Porzingis? Could they do Kemba and a handful of shit for Ben Simmons? Uh, could Kemba go to New Orleans? Was Kemba going to be a trade candidate? for the Knicks with a guy like Kevin Knox and maybe like a sign and trade for Frank Nilakina coming back. None of that came to pass. And this team now they have zero big contracts on the books to, and, and they're so far under the cap. They don't need to match money in a trade, but they have zero big contracts left on this book. I, I think the biggest contract on the Thunder's books right now is Derek favors $9 million. Yeah, and that's why I think it was interesting. OKC was linked to, uh, oh, DeAndre Jordan from the Nets, and then we uh -huh. saw the trade go down today 
and OKC wasn't involved in that trade. They're going to have to get a fat contract soon to meet that cap floor along with, like, Kemba Walker. What he left with OKC was just just cap floor, cap floor space. But, I mean, it is what it is. When Sam Presti said, you know, patience, Padawan, I guess he's literally meaning we need a lot of freaking patience because people are very impatient in a state. Primarily, it's a football state. And you need to win games now, whether it's Oklahoma State fans, OU fans, or whatever. And Oklahoma Oklahoma City fans, they have been so, so, so spoiled. Even that year when OKC was plagued with injuries, they almost made the playoffs. It came to the last game of the season when mm-hmm. OKC flew up to Minnesota and they were waiting on some other team to lose. And the other team, of course, didn't lose. And so, uh, okay, OKC, you know, they get they get that ninth place, and they end up getting Cameron Payne in the draft. But even then, OKC was still in contention to make the playoffs. And now you're kind of in the dumps for last year, and then of course you're going to be in the dumps for this coming year. And, and I think people are underestimating how much patience we need because at the beginning of last season, I remember saying. Man, it's going to suck. It's going to be terrible. You guys don't realize it. And you were like, oh, no, baby, I'm ready for the tank. Fade for Cade. And everybody else was saying that. And, like, by loss 25 in a row, people were like, okay, this sucks. I, I don't want to cover this anymore. And I was like, what? What was, was I just like speaking out of my ass the entire time before the season started? Like, I, I, I'm speaking the truth, and you guys just were blind to it, and then it only netted you Josh Giddy. You didn't even get Cade, you didn't get Jalen, you didn't get either Jalen, you didn't get get Scotty Barnes, you got Josh Giddy. So, hope you're happy. But I'm not, I'm not saying Josh Giddy is a bad player, I'm just saying it's really that all that scenario was really funny. Well, you know what, Tommy? I'm already on for hashtag Chet the Bed. So, uh, oh, you don't? You're not a fan of Imani Bates reclassifying for next year's draft? I did see that. So he can reclassify, but he won't be 19 until January after that next NBA season starts. So, per NBA rules, he can't go to the draft. Okay. So, like, I don't think like he's going to be in next year's draft class. So it's going to be two years. Um, I am a big fan of the, the, as his name, Paulo Banchero, the kid going to Duke. He looks like he could be legit. I'm a big fan of that guy. Sounds like he should start watching some college hoops this year. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to do that. I, I don't typically watch much college hoops. So uh, I I have to, but I think you should. It's, it's entertaining sometimes, but it's not as good as it used to be in the early two thousands when they, <laughs> The NCAA forced kids to stay for two years. Yeah, exactly. And, man, if the NCAA would just cut that shot clock down to even 30 seconds instead of 35, life would be Well, the thing is, like, women's college basketball has four quarters and the shot clock is lower than the guys. Like, just figure it out. Yeah, I I don't get it. Also, Nate Sanders in the chat. uh, Punts for Paulo. I'm all in, man. Give me all the fun hashtags for tanking this season. All right, Kamiar. So we've been talking some free agency. We'll get to uh, some of the, the signings around the league here in a moment. But I wanted to, to bring this up. So we were talking about the Thunder need to meet the salary floor, which technically if they don't meet the salary floor, uh, they just pay everybody an equal share uh, of money till they get to the salary floor. So it would just mean a bonus for all their young guys. But there are still free agents out on the board. I'm going to start. 
I'm going to start trying out for the Thunder right now. <laughs> uh, hey, you'd help the tank, man. Hey, you would help the tank. Can't shoot for crap, but I can punch people. Hey, you can you can fill the uh, Pat Bev role. Hey, I could. That might be kind I, of could offensive. I I could. <laughs> I can feel the Pat Bev role. I just, I would just not to care be. I wish not like to be characterized as I characterize Pat Bev as an actual gremlin. I would not like people to do that. <laughs> uh, we'll just call you the Persian persuade. Uh, what the Persian persuasion? Yeah, I'll I'll be CP three on the court. I love it. Um, so the Thunder do have to fill cap space. Uh, they have some roster spots left. Uh, when you look at the breakdown of the roster right now for guards, they have Shea, Lou Dort, Teo Maladone, Charlie Brown Jr., Ty Jerome, Trey Mann. On the wings, Kenrich Williams, Isaiah Roby, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, which we don't know if he's going to be a two-way or not. I don't think he will be, but we don't know. You think uh, Robinson Earl's going to be a wing? Yeah, I, I think he'll play like four and maybe some backup five. Then why isn't he not a big? I feel like him and I think him and Favors. I think Favors is a great mentor for Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I I would probably agree with that. Uh, other wings: Poku, Giddy, Deck, Baisley. The bigs: Muscala and Favors. Uh, there's been reports that Deck wants to go back overseas and play for Barcelona. Um, just going to be honest with you. Just go ahead and cut Charlie Brown Jr. now. Just go ahead and get rid of him because. Personally, I don't want to watch him play basketball, so he can. And he, he can, can't. He, he can't kick a football. <laughs> oh man, I hate you. So, probably two, maybe three roster spots open. Are there any free agents left, Kamiar, that you think make sense for the Oklahoma City Thunder that kind of fit what we're seeing this quote new era Thunder trend towards, which is high skill, high IQ. Uh, they don't technically have to be the greatest athlete in the world, um, but they more fit a mold as far as skill, IQ, passing, shooting, ball handling, uh, and they kind of fit the culture of the Thunder. Are there any? Is there any players still out there that the Thunder may target free agency that fit that? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think that description is so funny because that assumes that the players they've gotten before were not are skilled, dumb. were not high IQ, and they were just not that great basketball players. <laughs> Because I, I think about Dion Waiters. I love oh, Dion. I dude, love Dion Waiters. You know how much I love Dion. Kobe Wade, that dude, instead of fixing his free throw because he was off a little bit to the right, he just took two steps to the left in the free throw lane and he like solved it, got it, is done. And it worked actually, which is hilarious. And we all knew, we all, our biggest gripe was as far as low IQ for making the team a lot better was usually. Serge Ibaka's lack of basketball acumen, right? And then when you get mm-hmm. a, and when you get a Demonis Sabonis, and you've seen how how good he has become, and you're like, damn, I wish. Like in, in hindsight, I wish OKC could have been able to keep Demonis Sabonis and, and and Victor Oladipo despite his injury issues. And I'm glad he's going back to Miami. I hope he stays healthy. I like him a lot. Um, for players like going forward. I've got four guys that I'm intrigued by. Um, two of them, roughly, I like. Two of them are mildly things I would take a flyer on. Uh, how many guys do you have in mind? Um, so I'm, I'm looking through the list now. I had looked through it, through it earlier. I'm looking through it again now. Um, and I mean, it kind of just depends on do they want to go strictly young guys uh, that kind of are closer to the timeline or do they want to go um, with some vets? But for me, I see like why not both three? I see three guys that can make some sense, uh, right. not including uh, Thunder's own restricted free agents. V. Mahailuk is he on your list? Yeah, no, he's not. But I like him a lot. I want him to stay. Yeah, he's interesting because, like, I guess V could play a lot at the three. You kind of yeah, have have to have him play the three based on how many guards they have, but uh, but hit me with your list. I've been well, before I hit you with my list. I've been very outspoken about Svi is what people wanted Kyle Singler to be. Is that accurate? Yes, yes. I think another wing from Detroit that's white, uh, but doesn't suck and drive a two thousand eight Ford Focus. And not only that, I mean. He, he shoots the ball from outside very well, and he took a step forward last year and started dunking on people, which I really like. I watched him at Kansas, so I really liked him. Uh, he would dash my dreams uh, yearly uh, when they had Buddy and all that stuff. But no, I got three, and they, they vary in age. or I, I have four, excuse me. They vary in age from, I believe, one is 
21 years old that fits the timeline, right? Ooh, to another, okay. To another one that is 25 that doesn't necessarily fit the timeline-ish. Because I think we agreed the cutoff was, what, 24? 23, something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think for a free agent, like you can even sound like a 25 or a 26-year-old and it makes a little bit of sense, right? Okay. So one of my first guys, would you, do you want to go back and forth or do you want me to just give you my list? Uh, let's go back and forth. I bet our list overlaps, but let's go back and forth. You first. So my guy, he's, uh, an international prospect. He's from Germany. He is six foot eight. He can play on the wing. He can handle the ball. He was drafted in the second round by Philly. I've got Isaac Bonga. I really like what he could do for OKC. Um, he's again, he's a big guy. He's a ball handler. He can play the wing. He can play at the power forward if you wanted him to. He could play at the point. Um, I really like what OKC could do with him. So I'm going to say Bonga would be pretty nice because he has all those traits. He, he is skilled enough uh, to do that stuff. Last year, it didn't look so great because, you know, Russell was there and he didn't get as much time uh, with the ball. Uh, of course, he didn't start many games last year. But the year before Russ was there, he started 49 games, and I just I like what he could turn into. Uh, I did not have Bonga on my list, but that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, he he's a little bit bigger, six eight. He's still a little uh, a little light at 180 at six eight. Um, but yeah, he's not one I had. But that's that's a fascinating one, coming. You know, I like that. Um, okay, I'll go with mine next, uh, and this one. The sexy one, but and, and I don't even know if this guy would would play much for the Thunder. I don't know if the Thunder would be interested in going for him, but I think he fits the mold of um, being able to grab the ball off the rim and go uh, passing some IQ, uh, some positional size. The problem is he has an injury history, and I don't know if that's going to just scare the Thunder away permanently. It's a guy I've liked for a long time, and Justice Winslow. Oh, that was my old guy. Yeah, no, I have him down. I think he could be a great mentor for a dude like Josh Giddy or Shea, a dude that's like a forward that can handle – he's not that great of a shooter, uh, but I would definitely take a flyer on Justice Winslow. I've liked him ever for a long time, ever since he was in Miami. Yeah, he, for Memphis last season, uh, played in 26 games. Uh, he only played 19 minutes a game, seven points, four and a half rebounds, uh, two assists. If you look back to his best season ever, it was the year he was 22, that 18-19 season in Miami, where he was 13 points, five rebounds, four assists, and shot 37% from three on four attempts a game. Um Great positional size, 6'6", 220. Uh, you could play him at three. You could play him at four. You could play him at the two. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, Sometimes they played him at the one. Yeah, he, he can handle the ball. He's. He, I feel like he fits kind of what they're building right now. Uh, and I think you could probably get him on a minimum. No, I, I really think you could with, with the injury yeah, troubles. So, okay, your turn. Who, who do you got next? All right, so I'm going to go big because OKC only has two bigs, and they are both – I mean, like, 
bigs is like a, a term that's interchangeable with a lot of other things. They don't, I've got a center, right? He's 6'11", went to Duke, has also had some questionable injury stuff, and I've, I'd be willing to take a flyer on him as well. And Harry Giles. Okay. I've been he high on played, Harry Giles for a long time. Yeah, he played two years in the hellhole of NBA basketball. That is Sacramento. And, you know, it's Sacramento. Uh, it's, uh, enough said, right? So I'd be willing to take a flyer on him. I think he can run the court. I think he would want to run the court. I think he could do a lot of good things. I think he jumps. He could jump out the gym with Shea. I would really like that fit with OKC, actually. Yeah, 23 years way, old. His, Go ahead. His Instagram handle is hghjizzle. Oh, yeah, sign him right now. With three I's and two Z's. Um, 23 years old. Here's the one knock that worries me about that coming out. If you can get it for cheap, I think you could get him for cheap. He's a fun flyer. But 58 games in his first season, 46 games in his second season, 38 games last season. Like you mentioned, some injury history there. Um, the Thunder medical staff would definitely have to to clear him and make sure he's good to go. Um but yeah, he's definitely not going back to Portland because uh, Dame said they needed a roster overhaul, so they just went out and signed a Zeller, uh, which should totally get Dame to stay long term and get them to compete for titles. I believe um, that's horrifying. That, that's that, 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 sarcasm. That entire, that's so horrifying. I've seen. I've been like watching the tickers and seeing who Portland is signing, and I'm thinking, why would Dame stay? Unless, of course. We're all waiting on a much bigger trade that involves CJ. That could, that's the only thing I can think of right now. Yeah. Dame went on the record publicly while at Team USA basketball practice, said, our roster sucks and we need a revamp or I'm not going to stay. He's right. And Neil O'Shea, yeah, Neil O'Shea said, Zeller and Tony Snell it is. Like, what the hell, man? It's kind of like the Bob Bowlesby thing when he's like, you read the contract. But, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, if I'm Damian Lillard and I want to win a title, it's pretty clear because Portland isn't exactly – they're not really a small market team. They're not really a big market team. They've won titles in the past. And Damian Lillard, if he wants to win a title, it's not going to be in Portland. It's He's not getting any younger. He's He needs to go somewhere else unless they just, like, somehow – trade everything and CJ and all their picks and go all in on a Jalen Brown or something. They need something better because him and CJ is just not going to do it. And Nurk is pissed too. And so just, they need to revamp that roster. I don't know what that looks like, but it's bad. And speaking of team USA, are you staying up tonight to watch their semifinals match against Australia that Australia beat them when in the exhibitions? Um, what time does it tip off? About 11.15. 11, I'm going to try to stay up. Um, not to get and too deep new, into specifics, but but you Brooklyn you know this. Patty Mills. Yes, that's true. You know this. Uh, you and I are now working together once more, uh, and I have work stuff to do in the morning that you don't, uh, you oh, that's right. lucky Tomorrow's bastard. Oh, that's Thursday. I, I forgot. Uh-huh. So uh, I have to be up bright and early tomorrow, so... So we'll see uh, if I am able to stay up for the entire game tonight. Um, okay, so so you want Harry Giles? I'll take my turn next. Harry Giles, um, is a great and name, I'm by the way. Yes, yes. 
Uh, it, it really is. I'm going to go with a guy that a lot of Thunder fans, I think, want to hear us talk about just because I think it's interesting. Um, restricted free agent, seven-footer. You can play him at some five, I think, now. Uh, he can also play some four uh, and could be a great floor spacer for Shea and Josh Giddy as they penetrate the lane and then kick out to shooters. Uh, and that would be Laurie Markinen out of Chicago. Doesn't look like Chicago is going to bring him back. Uh, I don't know what his market is. The The market's kind of drying up. Word is that the the Charlotte, Charlotte, the Chicago Bulls were going to sign and trade Laurie Markkinen in the trade for DeMar DeRozan, but the Spurs decided against it because Markkinen wanted too much money. Um, maybe he's going to learn that that money is not out there for him and that he just... Uh, is is going to have to take whatever he can get, and the suck, Thunder are the suck, one team suck with it up, pretty much. yeah. Uh, I mean, if the Thunder could get Laurie Markin at like four years, like sixty million, like fifteen a year, uh, somewhere between fifteen, like eighteen million a year, I would be, be fine cool with that. that. He's seven foot, two hundred forty pounds. This past season, averaged thirteen and a half points a game, uh, five rebounds, and an assist. For his for his career, he's a thirty seven percent three point shooter on six attempts per game. This past season, he shot six attempts per game and shot at a clip of forty percent. Um, I just I think he fits the mold of number one being a foreign born player uh, and number two having a, a a very strong shooting skill that I think would really complement a lot of the high IQ passers that this Thunder team has. I think he'd be a great pick-and-pop partner. Uh, I think he can roll on pick-and-rolls a little bit. Uh, he's an interesting fit. Uh, and just biasly, I want him so we can print finish him T-shirts since he is from Finland. I worry about his defense, man. Yeah. But with that being said, I also worry about Poku's defense and Josh Giddey's defense and Darius Baisley's defense and Trey Mann's yep. defense. Yeah, but here's the deal. Poku, like, he's got tree trunks for legs, but he moves laterally laterally very well. I mean, and Josh Giddy, I don't I don't know what I'm curious to see what he looks like in summer league against these other guys that are gonna play NBA ball because we can look at all the highlight films we want, talking about Josh Giddy not being that great of an athlete defender despite winning rookie of the year in the NBL, which is no short feat. People need to not sleep on that. The NBL is a good basketball league. OKC uh-huh. drafted a 36er Adelaide member before in Terrence Ferguson, and look how that turned out. And then, but also you have Lamelo doing the same thing. And I, I, I he's playing against grown ass men in in that grown ass men. And and the NBL they play FIBA rules. They rough each other up. So I'm very curious to see how that translates that physicality that translates to the NBA in, in defending. And, of course, like, what better mentor to, to help defend somebody on a team like Lou freaking Dort, right? And, yeah. And so, so I'm very curious to see how that translates because some people will say, like, I know Keandre from Hoopin to like will say, you know, his, his athleticism and his defensive prowess isn't that great. But I, I'm holding off on that because that's kind of a not really fair 
suggestion because they said the same thing about Devin Booker. They say the same thing about Tyler Hero, and those dudes aren't negative defenders. They're not Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so I'm curious, but Laurie Markkinen, it's not like he's Moses Brown and his feet are stuck in concrete, like he has concrete blocks for shoes. It's not that, but I just – I worry about like the Ennis Cantor situation. That's what I'm more worried about. Yeah. No, I think like, that's he'll, fair. He'll try. He'll try. He'll try to get out there, but it's just not his thing. Yeah, I think you'll probably need to play him a little more drop coverage defensively. Um, I think if there is a team and a development staff who could get more out of him defensively, it might be Oklahoma City uh, and, and just their their pure um, focus on development. But even if he's not great defensively, but he can come in here and score 15 a game, shooting 40% from three on really what's going to be wide open shots off Shea Gojus Alexander just living in the paint, like that contract is flippable down the line, I think. And so I think that could actually serve the Thunder multiple purposes. It could bring in a guy that maybe needs a change of scenery and could develop. Um, It also helps you reach the salary floor. It's not going to hurt your books overall moving forward, but it also just gives you one of those middle-sized contracts that you kind of need to grease the wheels for a a future trade, right? There might be a team down the line that has a superstar that wants out that says, we want more than just your shitload of picks, Oklahoma City, and that's where you could throw like a Laurie Markkinen into a trade. And so I I think it makes a little bit of sense on, on multiple fronts, just the worry uh, is that you you get him in and he's just not good at all, number one. And then number two, again, I talked earlier about how we operate trying to predict what this team will do based off what they've done in the past. And they've just never been active in the restricted free agent market in the past. But, hey, each hour that goes by in free agency is that there's less and less cap space out there. And the Thunder are sitting there uh, just with this massive hole in their cap that they could just go spend on anybody. So, shit, why not a 24-year-old who shoots 40% from three and is seven feet tall? I've got one more candidate just for funsies. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Costas Antetokounmpo. No, I like it. Is this strictly uh, as a recruiting measurement? No, because he's, (laughs) he's he's won his title in Milwaukee. Giannis will never come to Oklahoma City. But I'm curious what OKC could do with him. He could be a fun Jeremy Grant kind of guy. Uh-huh. Definitely. <laughs> uh, he was the very last pick in the draft. Yeah. 60 of 60. Uh, high energy and, guy. And international and would would uh would definitely, you know, kind of make sense with the international shirt we got going on in the works behind closed doors. So that would uh, that would further my agenda here. I'm the ambassador <laughs> of merch at the Uncontested. I like how both of us have mentioned guys that Thunder might target in free agency, and one of our reasonings is because of merch. We've got we've got the the right mindset here, Kamiar. I'm it's convinced. Important. Money money moves, man. Money moves only. I don't dance. I make money moves. That's the uh, Cardi. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a quick trip around the association, Kamiar. Tell me what has surprised you the most in free agency. Uh, what team has done something you really, really like? What team has uh, crapped the bed? What are you curious on? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'll start 
with just the thought of my man Dennis Schroeder has royally screwed himself and uh, is is going to be hurting to find a payday. Yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> that's pretty rough, man. Yeah, oh man, huh? uh, he thought he was going to play himself into a bigger contract, and that totally just blew up in the face. It's it's like on Dave Chappelle when they would say. Boom, boom, when keeping it real goes wrong. And, like, that's exactly what happened to Dennis Schroeder. And I feel I feel a little bit bad for him. And now, and now, you know, because Russ is on the team. And remember when Dennis was doing uh, – he was doing some commentary about Russ. He's like, man, Russ is my guy, but kind of, like, side-eyed about liking to play with Chris Paul a lot more. And now uh-huh. – Russ is taking his spot at the Lakers, which I love, by the way. I mean, go get your ring, Brody. I'll, cl- I'll I will cry tears of joy like Reggie Jackson, except I won't be petty about it. Uh, go get his ring. I'm very excited for what they could do. It, it's the old man game between the Lake Show and the Nets. Uh, I'm ver- and also talking about uh, who 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 got Landry Shamit that I really like. Oh, the, the Sun? Phoenix Suns. I really liked that move. They, 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 Torrey Craig went to Indiana. Cool, whatever. It was redundant to have him and Jay Crowder there and, and, and uh, Mikhail Bridges. Anyways, really, really liked their addition to Landry Shaman. I love that signing campaign again. D book is going to be back. CP3 is going to be back. They're going to be good again this year. And people forget they were the second seed before everybody got hurt. They got the second seed when everybody got hurt. They got the second seed before everybody was hurt. And so they're going to be good. I'm really excited for the Suns and a team that just shit the bed. We just talked about them, the Trailblazers. They're not getting any better. They're getting worse. Yeah, I could not agree more with you on that. I think one team that's really shit the bed is the Boston Celtics. They just refuse to spend money. Uh, they traded away a first-round pick to salary dump Ennis Cantor, and then they re-sign Ennis Cantor. <laughs> oh, and you can't even blame Danny Age anymore. Yeah, yeah, they let um, Evan Fournier go. Um, to the they 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 brought in Josh Josh Richardson in a trade, which is nice. They have no yeah. point guard. I mean, I guess they're going to play Marcus Smart at the one all season. They don't need a point guard. It's like Smart's good, staff. but they have nobody that can like initiate offense on that team. Hey, now. hey, hey. You were disrespecting Peyton Pritchard, my guy. That's true. They're probably going to start Peyton Pritchard, actually. I hope they don't. That would be terrible. I would not watch that team. But speaking of teams that I thought did really well, the Knicks. Yeah. Kemba, um, the the aforementioned Evan Fournier. Fournier. Um, they bring back Taj Gibson. They gave D. Yeah. Rose about 10 a year, which I thought was a little high, but it's not awful. Um, and who else excited. did they bring in? I don't know who else they brought it brought back in, but I'm just very very excited to see Julius Randle too back in year year two just balling. I like our I like Barrett a lot. I like Julius Randle. I like what they've got going on there up in New York City. I, I'm very excited to see the Garden be hooping and hollering. But then yeah, the Boston they've been terrible bad. But man, who knows? They they just need a center really bad. That's high IQ. And they just have had horrible luck, but maybe Horford's the answer, right? Oh, they, they brought they brought. Um, sorry, New York brought Nerlens back. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, um, good for him getting a payday. Yeah, 
Yeah, finally. Finally, Nerlens gets some money after turning down that deal in Dallas. Um, the, the, hot, the two hot names of teams that, that did a lot, uh, the Chicago Bulls and the Miami Heat. Let's talk about those two real quick before we get out of here, Kamiar. Uh, you choose which one we start with, Chicago or Miami? Mm, uh, Chicago. Chicago. Okay, so Chicago brings in... Tony Bradley. Is there anybody I'm missing? Uh, not. I think aware. that's it. I think that's it. Um, obviously, they gave up some stuff in the sign-in trade for DeRozan, Thad Young, Al Farouk Aminu, and some picks. Uh, they gave up uh, Tomas Satoransky, uh, Garrett Temple, and I think a pick in the Lonzo Ball sign-in trade. Um, and it's presumed they're going to let Laurie Markkinen uh, go in free agency. How do you feel about what the Bulls did? I think they want to make the playoffs, and yes, very much so. I but I I don't know how much closer they get. Like I really like Lonzo because you pair him with Zach Levine, and he can he can mask some of Zach Levine's. Uh, what would you say, Zach Levine's deficiencies on defense because he's allergic to playing defense sometimes. And so I really like him being ultra-aggressive. He shoots threes really well despite the free-throw line not being as great, but he's working on it as of late. I really like Kobe White. I know you're not as high on Kobe White as I am, but I really like Kobe White. Uh, But I don't know. Like, I I think – did they get better? Yeah. But DeRozan, man, they're they're going to be living in the. I don't know. I I think people are too high on DeRozan. I'm not a big fan of DeRozan. He lives. Yeah. No. Neither am I. Neither am I. Um, if you had to guess Chicago's seeding in the playoffs next year, where do you think they end up at? Are they top four? Top it's, six? It's the East, so they are top six. Top six. Okay. So then let's jump over to Miami. Obviously, they make the Kyle Lowry trade. Um, they retain Victor Oladipo. They steal PJ Tucker from the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, what other moves did they make? They made a lot of moves. Other, one, other ones aren't jumping off, off the page to me immediately. Uh, but what do you think about what Miami did? Miami is an interesting situation because they have compiled a roster that is just going to beat the living hell out of every single team that plays them, right? Because Kyle Lowry, you've got – I like Tyler Hero at the, at the two, but some people will prefer D- Duncan Robinson, which, he, sure, he shoots three as well. But Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, you've got Jimmy Butler, you've got P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo. They are going to beat the living hell out of teams in the playoffs just by defense. And I think they're going to do really, really well come playoff time. So I'm a really big fan of what they've done. I, again, like I said earlier on in the show, I just hope Vic can stay healthy because if Vic is healthy, they can go pretty far with a bench wing, either in Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson that's lights out from three and they got a guy that's an initiator, an athletic playmaker. If as long as he's healthy, I think he can do really, really good by them too as well. Where would you max them out as far as seating in the East? 
Uh, top five, top four. I think. I yeah, think that's they're, right. They're, they're, they're better than the Bulls. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, they're not better than Brooklyn. Uh, they're not better than Milwaukee. My man PJ. Uh, my man PJ Tucker said, "F this parka. I won my ring. I'm gonna live in South Beach now." Well, did you see PJ Tucker's Instagram post? I did not. Apparently, uh, the, the way it was worded uh, seems like he wanted to be back, and that they just didn't want to pay him. Okay, that's fine. He won his ring, which so. it, yeah. Um, Bucks retained Bobby Portis. The Bucks made a really good signing that I can't think of who it was right now. They signed George Hill back. Yeah, after George Hill talked trash on his way out. Very. Uh, I mean, I mean, like interesting. I, I, I think. I think he's a good fit. Resign? You think OKC would resign Dion Waiters if he was like, man, these honkies up in here? Do you think he would? They would resign him? Yeah, probably not. Really? Because they oh, give second chances. They give second that's chances. That's true. Um, like the Dennis the Schroeder Bucks. Beat the, Dennis Schroeder beat the hell out of somebody outside of an Atlanta nightclub. So I don't want to hear people saying, "Oh, he's not an OKC guy. He's got attitude issues." Dennis Schroeder curb stomped somebody with four other people outside a nightclub. People. Uh, the Bucks picked up Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale. Does I kind of like both those pickups? Doesn't move the needle. They're not beating the Nets if they're healthy. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, depending on what Philly gets back for Ben Simmons, I think Philly's better. Uh, you have to throw Atlanta up there at the top after what they did last season. Um, yeah, the, the East is not looking like a, like a poo-poo platter like they have in the past. Nets are still at the top, and they're, the gap between them and everybody else when they're healthy is still huge. And it only got bigger with the, sign, with the signing of Patty Mills. I think. Yeah, Patty. Patty's good, man. People are people sleep on Patty. Patty's a bucket. All right, Kamiar. Any other free agency free agency thoughts, or are we ready to get out of here? Um, feels weird having a lot of money to spend for OKC, and it feels just like OKC is gonna be one of the last ones to make very very underwhelming signings, and that's 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 what people should expect, especially when you're tanking. Otherwise, I'm done. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. I'm interested to see where Schroeder, sh- Schroeder ends up. That's going to be fascinating to me. Um, my dude gone, screwed himself over. So, awesome. Hey, thank you guys so much for joining the Uncontested Podcast. If you were on Green Room tonight, thanks for joining live, man. The The chat was hopping. We had a lot of people in here. So, thank you so much. Listen to the podcast version. We appreciate you as well. Please go drop that five-star rating. Write a little nice blurb for us uh on the uh on the comments as well that would mean a lot and make sure friday august 13th 6 p.m you come hang out with us at uh the tap house in downtown okc prairie tap house free beer for the first 50 people in the door man it's what all of us are into basketball friends and beer so come hang out uh, free 50 people get a beer on us. We're going to watch Josh Giddy and Trey Mann and the Oklahoma City Thunder Summer League team take on the Golden State Warriors. Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga should be a great, great time. So please come hang with us. We will be back doing another hangout on Green Room Friday. That's not going to be a podcasted version, just a general NBA chat. Maybe there'll be more Thunder news to break down. And then Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time, 
our weekly live stream on Twitter, Facebook, and of course on YouTube. So go follow us on those social media channels to join us. We will talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon. As always, thunder up. <laughs>